the fight happened, Raph. The fight we've been talking about since we started this podcast. The fight that was the reason we said we started this podcast. The fight that was the reason we got into jiu-jitsu, MMA, maybe even grad school. Ken Shamrock and Kimbo Slice finally settled the score, bitches! Which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting is way easier from outside the cage, though I don't know how much easier it gets in this particular case. I am your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Raph Esparza. I remember Raph predicted, he said, Kevin, we're going to see the fight we want to see. It's going to be Shamrock versus Kimbo. And I said, no way. He said, yeah, it's going to happen. Raph, you were right. There's so much you just said. <laughs> a person who's listening to this podcast for the very first time to get the wrong idea that we started this podcast because we were upset with Ken Shamrock or Kimbo Slice not fighting. In fact, I was living a pretty good life never seeing them fight. And oh, come on. You're not going to no, be like that, are you? I have to be, Kevin, because you spent a full minute just explaining to people – and building up this stupid narrative that we were really upset that we weren't going to see them. And let me let me tell you this one thing. So I went to go train on Friday night. And as I walk there, since it's uh, airing a little bit later, time delayed here in Los Angeles, I, I thought to myself, oh, shit, it starts at 9. Remember to record it. Remember to record it. On my way to go train that night, I go, shit, I forgot to set my DVR. And you know what my next thought was maybe 30 seconds after that? It'll be on YouTube two seconds before it even airs on Bellador. That's part of it. But the official response was, eh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll live. And sure enough, we finish with uh, our very great night of training. I go over to my phone and I look around at everybody and I go, guys, do you guys want to know who won Kimbo versus Ken? And everybody unanimously says yes, except for one guy. And I'm going to refrain from saying his name, though if he's listening to this, he knows who he is. And you just hear everybody go, yeah! And then the one guy go, no! <laughs> and I go, well, leave. And all of a sudden, everybody goes, who won? And I go, guys, Kimbo won. And everybody looked at me as if I was lying. They thought I had made it up. So Hey, he walked in with a lot of pounds. They officially called it a catchweight bout because Ken didn't make 205. I don't know that that was even something they were trying to do. All right, they were. They were. This real quick. I only know that based on commentary. Uh, you know what? I didn't listen to commentary because I didn't think those deserved to have words. I think we were all supposed to watch that in shame without words. Well, Rev, I like all angles of the paintbrush. So I like a little commentary. Mixed into my Bellator coverage. Wow. Yeah. This. Did you remember the fight was happening, first of all? I did. Only because uh, I had I went out to dinner that evening and I remember thinking, oh, shit. The fights are Kimbo Slice is fighting tonight because it, like, cracked into my skull. That's what happened. Okay. And Does that count as remembering 45 minutes before it went on? I was like, I gotta get yeah, back. Yeah, I'll count that. Yeah. Okay. Did you air that uh, note to anybody at your dinner party or who you were having dinner with? Yeah, Vicky. Okay. And what was Vicky's response to it? Uh, 
general confusion. <laughs> is that well, good? She was like, oh, is, wait, it's Friday. So you the UFC doesn't normally fight on Friday. I was like, I it's Bellator. It's uh it's it's Kimbo Slice versus Kitchen. Good. Now how long does it take you to explain to Vicky what the shit Bellator is? Because I I'm sure I could not explain this fight relevant. And I, I was just like, Can I just get a pass? Can I just call it? She was like, sure. Okay. Perfect. The reason I ask this is right now we've put up, and I, I'm sure most of you guys are up on what happened. We're going to go over that in just a second. But in case you haven't watched and you're coming to us for news, one, I'm sorry. Two, uh, we have actually put it out to everybody on both our Facebook, our Twitter, and even on my own personal uh, Facebook page. We put up the following prompt. Hey, guys, in three words, describe Shamrock versus Kimbo. We might just bring it up on the podcast. Kev, I think we've got some interesting responses that I don't know about you, up, but I'm very up. excited to read. Three-word responses to Kimbo versus Ken. Let's do it. Give them to us. And here's the thing. Uh, <laughs> they're only getting better by the second because people are actually still putting them up as we are recording this. Perfect. So things may change. This is how you know it's exciting radio, folks. Preliminary reports. Uh, our first response comes from Kevin Phillips, hey. and it says, old, slow, amazing. Now, Kevin, punch, punch, maybe you punch. should describe the scene for everybody and uh, <laughs> so those who didn't watch. Explain what happened. Okay, so – well, they clinch for a few seconds. I mean, they kind of come out at each other with what appear to be like really extra padded gloves, which good for them. It was hard to tell. They might be normal gloves. They just appeared a little more padded. They kind of exchange a little bit, but they have this really long clinch. Then Ken takes him down, takes his back, nearly chokes him, never quite gets the rear naked wrist behind the head you need to get the leverage. Um, Kimbo was weighing like north of 230 and <laughs> Ken weighed it at 204 and a half. This is really cute. And, uh, well, they got up and Kimbo knocked him out. People have been sort of ostracizing one moment, which is when Ken takes down Kimbo. It looks mm -hmm. like two blue belts fighting. Well, yeah, they're two 50 year old men trying to get in the cage. For a little while, so I, for one, think that's an insult to blue belts everywhere because Maybe. I will tell you that single leg that Ken was going after, it was, um, I mean, you put it nicely, old and slow, but again, 51 years old, but it also wasn't like Kimbo really knew what to do with it. So when Ken did get him down and was applying a rear naked choke, this is what really seemed to cause people some slight pause. The most of which, uh, of at least of the criticism, seemed to be in the fact that Kevin is – or I'm sorry, Kevin and Ken Shamrock. You can get those two confused very often. Ken Shamrock has finished five opponents via rear naked choke and yet for some strange reason – could not remember the functionality of how a rear naked choke works. Now, to finish it, he did seem to make Kimbo grimace. Is this not something you saw? Yeah, absolutely. Seemed close to tapping. There seemed to be multiple points where he thought about tapping. Well, that depends on if you ask Ken Shamrock, because... Ken felt like he tapped. We have oh, seen a no. lot come... 
as a result of this fight. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Here's what will what the world do? Like, what will we do? Okay. This is Ken Shamrock's statement. It was uh, slice tapped, but I made the rookie mistake of letting go. <sighs> okay. I don't know. I don't know where to start here. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. Here we go. This is the statement the Ken Shamrock put out. Mistake of getting knocked out after letting go. Um, this is great because uh, Shamrock recently took to Facebook to lay claims of the fight being staged, which some people said, and we'll get to that in a second. But his response was, are you kidding me? Some people just can't stand the truth. It seems like whatever I do, there has to be some of you that got to have some reason why things don't go the way it should happens. And I'm very discouraged myself. I had the choke very deep and I made a rookie mistake. I tried to reset it after I saw him tap. And that's when I lost position. My fault. Kev, (laughs) your response. Uh, okay. Did he tap? <laughs> Let's start there. No. Okay. No, because the referee didn't stop the fight. So well, to set this record straight, this is where the statement continues. On the tap, John McCarthy made it clear in the rules meeting, do not look for the referee to help you or do your job. I will do mine. When Kimbo tapped, it was not my job to make that call. I should have continued putting the choke on until John stepped in. I did not, which was my fault. And on top of every... It was a very weak tap. I believe he started to go out. But then I started to move in tighter on the choke, and instead of letting the choke work itself tighter as Kimbo moved, uh, that's where it stops. So, Yeah, no, Raph, when you and I were fighting for mm-hmm. your pre-wedding, the day before your yeah. wedding, yeah. you you almost tapped. I know it. Multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, at all times, Kevin... Uh, no, I know it. Mm-hmm. I know you did. Kevin was nowhere near trying to choke my neck, which yeah. I think Kevin has put on public record. Trying to choke my neck is a choice. Yeah, I was trying to armbar you, and I was mm-hmm. so close multiple times, and it should count. Uh, I don't believe it does. Also, you're going to need to put out a public statement oh. for me to at least acknowledge what you're trying to say here. Fine. But, Okay. Uh, continuing in the prompt, we have a whole bunch of people still giving us stuff. So let's go ahead and read a few more of those, and we'll get back to criticism. Er- I'm sorry, critique of the fight. Three which words. Is three three words, words. Shamrock versus uh, Kimbo. All right. This one comes from our good friend Todd Schaefer. It says, two tomato cans. This other one comes from Travis Nawaz. It says, World Wrestling Federation. We'll come back to that one. And uh, let's put this one from Jerome Basio. Or Basilio? Yeah, same thing. Uh, which says, retard championship battle. Now, all right, guys. Let's talk about the World Wrestling Federation one. Kev, did you hear Joe Rogan and what he had to say about I it? I did hear what Joe Rogan had to say. I also right. have one over here uh, mm-hmm. from Dmitry Garismov. What a shamrock. <laughs> it's just a fun, <laughs> as we transition in, Joe Rogan immediately calls the fight a scam. But does defend, and this is what's weird, I think Brandon Schaub, and I hate def- being like, Brandon Schaub was the voice of reason in the meeting. Brandon Schaub was like, he's 51, bro. Uh, Rogan called it a complete and utter farce. What's going on with Joe Rogan? You think he really, like, do you, I guess, did you think they faked the fight? Kevin has been asking me this question off air for no less than 20 minutes straight. And because what was the I- response I told you, Kevin? You won't tell me. You're going to tell me on air. And it's been driving me nuts because you know both worlds and I don't. And I was just like, <laughs> I did not even remotely see a fake fight. I just didn't see it. 
So I was like, oh, I saw two old guys that aren't very good at fighting fight. <laughs> it's just it's like, Raph, hey, Raph, do you think they were, was it a fake? Like, I'm, I'm so confused. And you have not been very nice about telling me your opinion. It's not nice. I just, uh, you save it for the radio. And Kev, let me allow uh, a split second for your mind to be blown. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was staged. Oh, really? Maybe. Uh, Why not? What do we have to lose from it? Nothing. Okay. Exactly. And here's what I'll tell you. These two people have been behind two of the highest rated MMA fights of all time. And I know you guys laugh, but you tune in. So there is some sort of factor. I'm not saying it necessarily was a 100% work, but that arm placement on the rear naked choke. Kevin, when you're trying to finish a rear naked choke... Do you just let your hand kind of chill out on their forehead without trying to cinch it up a little bit more? Of or do course, you try to move how you it get back? leverage. No, you oh, leave okay. it out there. You don't know. Space is a good thing, Raph. You you want a lot of it so you can really get some momentum in there. So that your opponent can also grab that wrist and just yeah, kind of pull it off e- like Exactly. Exactly. A child unwrapping a fruit roll up. Yes. Yeah. That's kind of what it was. So I don't know about this other than the fact that, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll entertain it because the one thing I thought that was missing is Ken Shamrock, and maybe this is where his old WWF was coming back in. I know WWE BJJ when I see it, Kev, and when that ref did not raise Kimbo's hands three times, I believe maybe he was right. Maybe it was big John McCarthy's – it was his instinct that he needed to go in there and raise it three times before the ref could really call it. Okay. Okay, let's read some more because we have a few more thoughts. Uh, This one comes from Brian Hummel, and it says, Waste of time. Derek Yaswa says, Senior Citizens Discount, which, by the way, (laughs) couldn't be more amazing. I know, that Uh, is really good. That that one's on my list. It's pretty good, I'm not going to lie. He also uh, was followed by Todd Schaefer, who put we all watched Todd Schaefer has an earlier one that says I have evolved as well. Yes. Quotation <laughs> yes. Which is almost the equivalent of a uh, lol cat saying I has evolved because I felt that's where Kimba was in the post fight. Let's talk about me winning kind of thing. Uh, Kev let's before we go any further and read some more of these. Why did we do this? Um, I really don't know. That's a fair question. And it, like, it kind of kept hitting me halfway through. It was like, I really don't care, but I'm trying my hardest. I officially did not feel better at the end of the fight. So. <laughs> you didn't feel like you had a uh, resolution because they kept saying unfinished business. That was the sub name of this. I have to tell you, Ref, I did not feel. Like I had resolution to my business. <laughs> I didn't feel like okay. my business was settled. I just wanted to make sure because uh, it's really unfortunate that we have unfinished business to unfinished business. But let's read a couple more of these notes because all of these are making me and Kevin crack our shit up. Uh, from Twitter, we had Juan Contreras who said, bad for business. On the Facebook, we had Vince Croft say, straight up silly. I don't disagree with that. Uh, Jared Bean put up grumpy old men and uh, seems to be getting very, very uh, amount of the right response from people who are liking it. And our good friend Marlon 
is putting down Neil Patrick Harris. Now, Marlon, we're going to have a chat about that one later because I'm not sure what that means, but okay. I have a few good Thank ones you. as well. What do you have? Brian Hummel just for money. Mm-hmm. Zachary Sarger Lane seem like bullshit. Mm-hmm. Supporting the controversy. Uh, Mike Saranka, Bellator Sports Entertainment, which is nice. Ooh, that's pretty BSE. good. Yes, they're, they're also like, God, that's a good name. We should catch yeah, no, that. we should. Bellator Sports hey, Entertainment. You heard it here first on a verbal tap. We trademark it. Sorry. Trademark. And let's go ahead and say Todd Schaefer gave us this one, which was Burns, Beard, Bomba. These are these are like almost uh, <laughs> these are almost haikuish. Our good friend Donnie Worthley just put down WWE. So, these oh man, everybody's going for it. Way is, way better than you know the actual fight uh, was. Marlon put down one that's actually really good. It's uh, Harry Bob Sap. Now, Kev, did you see the uh, the chest hair? That was on Kimbo. Yeah. I did okay. See. Well, it was a, what was it? A giant arrow. Mm-hmm. Pointing to what? His face. Okay. I just wanted to know if you had any more insight as to why we needed to see his face or what uh, it was pointing. Because <laughs> I don't have any answers. No, I did not. Like, I didn't get the inside scoop. I submitted a question on Twitter. Everyone laughed at me. All right, guys, let's uh, close this up by saying a few more things about the Bellator thing that happened. So my congratulations to all of you who watched it. Uh, I don't know if we're contributing to the problem, but it definitely happened. And as a result of all of this, definitely contributing to the problem. Yeah. Uh, You know, this is the worst part. Um, Bellator did one good thing and one weird thing. Uh, The one good thing is... They, on Friday, before all of the fights went down, they announced they're doing a joint venture. So they're actually going to put a co-production in September when they return back up to NorCal. And they are going to do a co-presentation with Glory Kickboxing. Now that is something I think is cool, Kev. And one more thing that they're doing that I think is kind of interesting. Scott Corker actually made the announcement at a press conference is they are going to have a four-man, one-night tournament. Oh. Yep. That so what do you think about that? I like that. Yeah. Uh, you know isn't I'm that cool? big fan. Big favor. Okay. Now, here's what they do. As you know, a lot of people criticize Bellator for saying, oh, man, they're just taking all of the UFC's old stars, which to some extent kind of true. But um, I don't know if you saw us put this one up, but this one hurts the most. <sighs> They interviewed Hoyce right after the fight. And wouldn't you know it, he says he'd be willing to fight Ken Shamrock for a third time in the Bellator cage. Kevin, your response. Uh, Do I really have to watch that to prove to myself old people can't fight? Do I? Because that seems like too many of my heroes just coming back late. 
Okay, can we just can we say this? Can we say it's time for Ken Shamrock to stop fighting? Ken, please that- do not get back in the cage, Ken. Like, please don't. You got knocked out by Kimbo Slice, and I know that might not seem like one of those things where it's like, well, that's how we planned it. Look, even if it was, no, go away. Like, please do not get back in a competitive cage. You either, Hoist. Do you remember what happened the last time Hoist was in a UFC octagon? I don't. Well, I think you would Hughes do well to uh, talk to Matt Hughes. Oh, he got beat up by Matt Hughes. If that was the last time, he got beat up by Matt Hughes. So I don't know how many questions I have about either of those two and where they stand in their fighting abilities. I because mean, did they were they have supposed to have fought? Like, did they? I mean, I know they fought at UFC. I guess two. Ah, they fought a long time ago, Kev. They fought twice before. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you other Can than I, this. I don't have a fucking atlas of years in front of me. What do you want? Okay. I don't, what, what? Yeah, I hear you. I just, I want to leave it at this, which is Bellator, we're rooting for you. We hope that you were able to come up with a business model that has less and less to do with using attention-grabbing kind of fights like this because... Granted, you might get some viewers, and I think this might rate well. I think this might actually do over a million people who tuned in, which would be comparable to a whole bunch of UFC fights. Uh, And I'm sure Dana will say, like, well, you know what? Fuck you. They only do one every fucking month. We do 90 in one fucking month, and they all do, like, no, not as big numbers. But Conor McGregor, period, end of story. Fuck you guys. But uh, I will say this. I think they need to come up with a sustainable way to really – focus on the fighters that they do have because they do have some good fighters in there so if it brings them a little bit of attention that's fine but i think it's a short-term business model and they need to figure out something and i hope this co-production that they're doing with the one night tournament the co-production with glory and get this kev this is the coolest part of it so obviously they're gonna have a main event it's gonna be an mma fight tito ortiz is gonna fight liam mcgarry which okay cool whatever but They're going to have a cage and a ring in the arena. Both? Yep, both. Which one takes precedent? Uh, I mean, neither really, probably. But I, I think if you want to be a dick, you could probably say, well, I think they have the space since they don't have as many fans coming to see this fight. But that's what a mean person would say. Not us. We're better <sighs> no, than that. No, we're, we're very So anyway... I think that'll do it for the discussion of Kimbo Slice versus Ken Shamrock, the well, fight we wish we could unsee. The, I was like, the people are welcome. <laughs> what was phenomenal? Like that was up there with some of the best work we've ever done. Raph, also, mm-hmm. Joanna Jedrzejczyk beats up Jessica Pena. Beats her up. Yeah, that happened over in Berlin, which makes sense. Do you can you do a little bit of her uh, post fight discussion that she had? Joanna Jedrzejczyk uh, will not lose to this type of human. Ah 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 ah! I win what is- <laughs> the fights. Ah ah! I wow. the winner. I beat her up. Okay. I say face now, do domination. Me a favor. Ah ah! Stop doing a shitty female Arnold Schwarzenegger and then do the impression of who was interviewing her. 
Oh, mate, you just, Joanna, could you, you just please come here for a second if we could just get one more word out of you. That would be fantastic. Thank you. Ah, that's all. It's just, oh, well, Joanna, if you could just tell us how you did it. What were you doing? Okay, I'm going so to mercy kill this impression off right now. Uh, that was Dan Hardy, uh, supposedly. Yeah, doing, I, everyone uh, knows it was Dan Hardy interview. rap. You don't have to say who it was. Everyone's like, rap, duh, Dan Hardy. <laughs> yeah. No, I think they'd probably listen to it and be like, is that a young Michael Caine mixed in with a little bit of Hugh Grant? That's weird. <laughs> so, yes, there were uh, – it was maybe one of the saddest, most destructive things that you could see. Uh, it was an intense fight. Kev, what is your impression of that fight? Joanna Jedrzejczyk. 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 <laughs> is one badass human being. She finishes people. She puts them down. She causes pain. She's uh, she's a cutter. She just cuts fucking... Julie... Jessica Pena's face looked fucked up. Looked fucked up. Yeah. It was she rough. Was... It was hard to watch. Uh, and it was also to that point where they were showing uh, her hitting some mitts earlier in the week. I think Dana put it up or the UFC did. And I just looked at her speed and I thought, how the fuck do you beat that? Like, how do you get around that if you are in that division? And uh, I can tell you I am no closer to figuring out the answer to that. I was going to say, if you she have an idea, it. you should tell somebody because you could make some money right now. Yeah, oh, like, uh, yeah. Hey, we'll take the advice over here. Uh, so, elsewhere, go ahead. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if you saw this, uh, but um, elsewhere, Dennis Seaver ended up losing. Yeah, uh, it was kind of an upset in the evening, so that was kind of interesting to see. Uh, a lot of weird stuff that was going on, as Kevin was alluding to. Obviously, they had C Squad with Dan Hardy and. I think one of the Doctor Who's, I'm not really sure who the other guy is. They were doing commentary all throughout the night. So, I don't know. It was uh, it was good to see the UFC back in Berlin. But, uh, damn, dude. That was a lot of MMA to, to go from a really weird fight to a really good fight in the span of, like, eight hours. It was kind of insane. So, our our, our compliments and... Sadness to both the UFC and Bellator, but we also have another news jujitsu stuff going on. Kev, what happened this weekend? The submission series pro. That's right. Our good friend, uh, Kev Clark helped put this together along with our friend, Adam Frazier and uh, a lot of good stuff. Let me tell you this right now. Uh, Josh, Josh Hinger is a tough guy to beat. I've heard that. Yeah. He's, a lot of people uh, have heard that by the way. Man, he ended up pulling off a monoplata, which, yeah. You pull off a monoplata ever, Kev? No. Okay. Don't be ridiculous. Yes. I just, you know, I wanted to make sure that we all knew the uniqueness of seeing something like that get pulled off. So that was cool to watch. Um, Atos was having a field day over there, so it's great to see that going on. A lot of good shout-outs going on. It's kind of an interesting format. It was uh, cool to watch them. Like a lot of hometown heroes, I'm, I'm surmising that's kind of the point of all of this. Uh, hometown heroes take on people from all over the place who are jiu-jitsu athletes, who are pro jiu-jitsu athletes. So you bring Which the pro jiu-jitsu so athletes to cool. your hometown. 
which is great because I'm sure these people in Nova Scotia uh, don't really have somebody like Josh coming over and challenging them all the time. But I will tell you one thing that was really funny. Right after his fight, they kept the mic on. And uh, you definitely hear him on the sidelines going, hey, guys, can you, do you think I can do some commentary? Can I do some play-by-play with you? So he sticks around for the uh, Andre Berkovitz fight. Okay. Now, are you familiar with him as well, Kev? A little bit. Okay. You should probably be a little bit more familiar with him because according to Josh on the commentary, and this actually ended up getting picked up a little bit later, Josh credited Berkovitz as the creator of the worm guard or the guy who taught Keenan how to do the worm guard. Really? Mm-hmm. And afterwards, they asked him about it, and he said, oh, yeah, I guess, whatever, sure, okay. Well, guess who happened to be doing commentary at the exact same time on his own YouTube channel? Keenan? He was. Now, Kev, what do you think his response was to that? Mm, I was number one. I created the worm god. What are you talking about? Wow. Okay. Well, you're continuing yeah. your variations of Arnold Schwarzenegger impression, but I thought those uh, were the obvious toys. <laughs> wow. Uh, what Keaton ended up saying was, he won't comment on the matter, but that they will settle it when he gets back home. Whoa! In a Hello. game of Mario Kart. No, that's. So I don't know about you, but I think we should Not make a big cool. push to have that Mario Kart game televised. Yes. Or at least broadcast. So there's that. Sounds very serious. Oh, it's super serious. Um, so anyway, our congratulations to everybody there. I got to watch some people who I didn't even know in terms of jiu-jitsu. So it was cool to get to exposed to the, some of their games. And it seemed like a real fun event. So our congratulations to them. We hope they enjoyed it. And uh, I think there's going to be a couple more coming up. I know one's going down in Ontario, Canada, in about three weeks. So keep an eye on that. If you guys haven't done so already, go check out Submission Series Pro and go ahead and subscribe to their YouTube channel. It looks like they've got a whole bunch of stuff coming your way. That's awesome, Ref. What a... Uh... Where are we at? Do we have anything else? I th- I think that's it. I think we're at the point now where we should probably talk to a guest. That's usually how our show works. Uh. It's not often both Raph and I do comment on, like, the scariness of a guest's MMA credentials. Just mm-hmm. in general, we were both like kind of like a badass dude. Like just as we were talking before this. Like, have guess... you ever been afraid to bring on a guest <laughs> just because you know they can hurt you? Hey, maybe they won a recent fight by submission triangle armbar. And if you're a jiu-jitsu practitioner, you know that sucks. That just sucks a lot. <laughs> that means they had the triangle, but they chose to armbar you. Never fun. It's the option. It's the option that makes you feel stupid. Tonight, Georgie Oliveira Van Dam is the nickname, which is great. Georgie, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing amazing, fellas. How are you guys doing? <laughs> We're doing great. <laughs> when did you start doing jiu-jitsu in your life? Um, first time that I, that I stepped on a mat, um, I was uh, four years old, so... I'm 41 right now, which means like uh, 37 years ago. 
Um, Damn. No, uh, um, yeah, no, straight up to it, you know, like we had a bit upside down there, you know, keeping out of the mat, like, you know, things that, you know, the normal kids do in Rio de Janeiro on the motorcycle, you know, almost die. They, they, you know, they get, they get a, a lot of years outside of the mat, try to, um, you know, fix my injuries and, you know, soccer, everything that, Come out of the jiu-jitsu, but you know, finally when I was um, 18, I got back with 100% constantly going to the gym and training. But yeah, four years old this time. What are you doing when you're four years old and doing jiu-jitsu? Because I didn't have a lot going for me at the age of four. So flying I can't, bars. Mostly. Yeah, I'm not really <laughs> doing that sort of stuff. Like, how do you like? Does is there even a choice in your family? Is it like that's what you have to do? Is jujitsu? Uh, no, actually, um, my mama's godmother. She raised me, so I was the first boy of the family. And the way of being raised and brought by is just like uh, you know, people mess with you in the street, taking care of business. Just four years old, and I think I got into jujitsu because uh, I was, a, you know, I was a biter. I bite everybody, you know, bite everybody, everybody. <laughs> so one day in school, I beat this kid, and I, you know, took a chunk of his um, of his, um, his face because he's, um, you know, came from behind me, and he's, you know, pulled my short my shorts all the way down, and I'm like, okay, so I got up myself and I beat him and I got kicked out of the school. I was four years old. And then uh, then I and then, then I my got the mother, she you know, she got very upset and then uh, this this guy in my neighborhood he was always walking a gear and I was like, look this guy, what he's doing, he's a judo guy. So I didn't like that much judo and uh, I had like a little school close to him that I saw the kids just doing like a pretty much just like a movie, animal walk and stuff like that. I loved it exactly. So uh, that was my first, uh, my first love, my first passion. Uh, you know, it gave me a lot of discipline and uh, you know everything that I was seeking for for me at the time. So it was the best fit for for me. You know? So how long are you putting a gi on now? If you don't mind me, how asking. long got I put a gi on now? Or how day? frequently? How frequently? Uh, Every day training, every day oh, training, training. Of course, <laughs> you're throwing it on every day. You're doing a lot of stuff, which is going to transition yeah, but... us to why you're swinging by to talk to us. But I just, I always am curious uh, how much someone who's been training their entire life is still throwing the gi on, and you're like, yeah, every day. <laughs> and I mean, to follow up, yeah, like I had my time <laughs> fights that I don't, you know, I can't use the gi because you know you can might yeah. get your, you know. Your joints pop because you know gi is very different for every day. So I was just from 2004 to uh, 2010. I was you know just pretty much just trying to get like a once in a while. You know, in 2010 mm-hmm. all the way today, I try to at least at least 20 minutes of training. You know, in the gi. That's or, good. You know, yeah, pretty much. Just otherwise um, we you know. Lost the grip, lost the time, and our ass whooped. All the kids right now is amazing, you know. A lot of these strong guys. So I'm like old school, you know. Like I don't, they try to move too much, and uh, 
I just tried to laugh them off. And I just had to get that. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, I'm curious on this, too, because two things uh, are responding to this on my my brain. The first being, what happened to that four-year-old kid who pulled your pants down? Does he Is he afraid constantly now that you've become this fighter? Yes. Uh, that's number one. But number two, does it change for you having done it for so long? Because you say that you're still training it every day and – you know, for somebody who's been doing it for so long, what does jujitsu mean for you even now? Like after doing it for that long, I can't even fathom that. Just where I'm at right now. Oh well, the kid. I never saw the kid again, um, and uh, I, I, I was like, you know, I was like a new kid in the block all the time. We keep moving, moving, moving. So I don't even know if that kid, the face, and what they will be in front of me. If that that kid, am I recognizing him because of the? The, you know the piece of the stick that I take from his face. So, you know, oops, uh, that was my tooth. <laughs> but uh, you know, like uh, jujitsu, jujitsu for me it means a lot. You know, it's me every day. It's me. It's represent who I am. And like I represent jujitsu. Jujitsu is like my life. And uh, you know, I live with jujitsu. I'll be bullshitting you. No, I don't. But uh, all my life, it's been calculate by the every position that you know that I train or you know even to leverage that for life you know so uh, jiu-jitsu is a big part of my life big 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 time and uh, I'm so grateful that God gives me gives us this amazing martial arts that not just bring us together and you know break the whole the whole spirit of uh, religion politics and colors and race and stuff like that because like uh, we don't care about that pretty much we say yeah. uh, Jewish guy we want to train some Muslim guy I don't yeah. you know what I mean I don't, I don't care if you're I'm a black and we want to train some white guy I don't care yeah. if you're Brazilian you're American you know, when he chokes like, you uh, it's hard to care about their race or ethnicity when they can arm yeah you know pretty much <laughs> like yeah, pretty much uh, you prioritize like, it uh, better <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, so, as you can see, like, this sport can give you so much leverage that, yeah. uh, you know, we can, and I love that. Raph and I are always curious, especially someone who's been training as long as you, which, you know, for those of us that have been in jiu-jitsu, what feels like forever, which is 10 years, it's like you've been in 37. It's like that's forever in a day with jiu-jitsu. Is there ever a modern move that kind of surprises you? Because it always seems like these modern moves are just moves you forgot about already. So I'm always no, curious. Not, does it pay like, um, okay, so I do train with everybody probably in the United States. Um, not training like directly, but with the students or with the position they created, whatever. But I came from the generation that I had to learn from straight up from Gordo, you know, Roberto Correa, the creator of the half-guard. Straight up with Elio Soneca. It's uh, amazing, you know, the lightest guy fight against some of the biggest guy, you know, like the courage, the ability of moving. You know, like I saw Leo, Leo, Leo Vieira, you know, grow inside of the match and, you know, beating everybody up and competing against all Mas and so many different types of guys. Draculino, um, Nino Chambri, Roleta, you know, you know, when I talk about Roleta, people are like, oh, what Roleta? What's Roleta? You're like, yes, man, like all the upside down games today. So, you know, De La Riva started, De La Riva position. 
but you know, from Grace Barra, we all work with De La Riva with like uh, roletas, um, you know, going to the back or the the beating bolo, man. The beating bolo is how fun it is. Like a the man's brother just for the beating bolo. Beating bolo, called beating bolo. It's just like oh, you know, beating bolo is just like oh God, I gotta go train the beating bolo right now. <laughs> beating bolo is like you go there, man. You just like uh. Oh my God, those guys beating ball like that. You know what I mean? So that's, uh, with the, I came from a generation that, that uh, you know, I've been training with Eddie Bravo who, in Legends Gym, you know. He's an amazing guy. I like him a lot. But, uh, you know, he's put the name in the position that, which, like, I believe all the positions that uh, he got right now and they, you know, mark it up. It's for Nino Chambry. You know, Nino Chambry is the, Nino Chambry is the, the actual rubber guard. You know, like, uh, he's the best. Like, you know, like, uh, one of the best. So that's his game. But, uh, you know, in this world, whatever you, whatever you create, what is smart, you want to come in and just, you know, trade the mark and, and that's it, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't take anything from the class at all. So he's a great guy and he's for and that's very, and a very good curriculum, so don't get me wrong, okay? So he's a good friend of mine. <laughs> but uh, but uh, before, Eddie Bravo was not in the, on, on, on the page. He was not even in the white belt or anything, you know? Um, he was not even in the jiu-jitsu world. He was like a rock, rock and roll. Robert Rodgers is already there. Hmm. Eddie Bravo so is already there. So, so they have uh, so many things that people just like, oh. <laughs> I learned this, but uh, okay, cool, nice. Have you seen this position right here before? Oh, no. Have you seen this variation before? Oh, no. Okay, cool, nice. So, if you don't know this position, this whole position is happening right now because this foundation it comes from this guy right here, you know. Mm-hmm. There are many guys from Alliance and many guys from Albany, you know. You know? So, I I really understand. I come from the, I come from the heart back of Jiu-Jitsu, so... Um, you know, American, it's you guys doing so amazing, you know, training very hard and just taking the sport the next level, you know, getting really tough kids in the United States. But, you know, like, um, we still believe that uh, because the economy and because, the, you know, the possibility and then then actually the, uh, how can I say, the opportunity to come to the United States, you know, many of the greatest kids, they will still be in Brazil and they will, like, uh, let it go to Jesus and go to school. Only because I'm trying yeah. my best, and there are people out there yeah. just being lawyers, <laughs> still being better than me. And it's like, well, go fuck yourselves, you know. So, so struggle. We're just working in a cube. I'm just saying. You go to Brazil. You go to Brazil. You see a guy coming in with like his suit. He's like a beautiful bag. He's glass, and they're gonna be like, "Oh, they're gonna kick this Brazilian guy." Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I've been training for ten years. This guy coming in, he was black belt, like you know, his brand new black belt, and then he doesn't let you do like a two point sweep. He's kill you like ten years. <laughs> and you feel like I'm a little a- bitch in the corner, like, "Oh my gosh, see this there." You know, look at this guy, like an animal, like, you know. I don't know if you guys ever train with Nino. He makes you feel so stupid, like a type, like a scream. Ah, what happened? Oh, 
it's amazing. I've tapped with people that were trained by him, so I've had a similar experience. Same basic. Oh, yeah, like, uh, yeah I have yeah. an amazing guy that trained with him that he's right well, on and Kim. Last time I came out to L.A., Raf took me on a, uh, well, I guess two times ago, he took me on a jiu-jitsu world tour that started with uh, Nino Shembri's. We took a really cool two-hour class with like with open mat after it was a fun class yeah so yeah, we got yeah. to drill some moves and get beat up on by some fucking killers jesus yeah. <laughs> they are was... they are a wonderful school and and their yeah. their technique is real clean that's the the nicest clean part. technique that's when you're what talking about it's just like mm-hmm. a, it doesn't have any marketing there you mm-hmm. walk in you take the class and you have the best experience, and that you go training with like a blue belt, purple belt, brown belt, they kill you. Yeah, yeah. I took like a great game. lesson from that. I still use that. We learned a really great, like, um, you know, sort of pass neutralizer to the single leg. It was great. Still use that. Oh, thing. yeah, man. Like, uh, you know, he's having his mind, like, uh, you know, like the 90s. He was already, like, in the throne of all those guys. You know, that, that's mm. already in the United States making a splash. You know, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, he didn't stop because, you know, some people, they want to stop, they want to stop, you know, it reaches on, you know. Yep. I did, and he did, and so many one of them, so, uh, but it's, you can't take that, you can't take that from him at all, you know, that's, um, that's a very, uh, a very unique style in Brazil, in the world, that technique, the whole craziness, you know, so pretty much, that's, that's what I came from, a very tough team, Grace Baja. From the 90s. 80s See, and this, you're bringing up so many different things we want to get to. There's so many little bullet points that we, we want to harp on. But before we move past just a little bit of your history, because I don't know if people know this about you, but you actually started uh, doing like street fighting in Brazil. So that's part you know, of your that history. Old chestnut. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, considering that I will never have street fighting to my name, yeah. uh, you know what was it about that? Like, were you, how were you doing that? Because you had already been training for so skill? long. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. like you know, like you can't you can't use jujitsu on the street. You know, when you fight with like uh, ten guys against twenty guys, you know, I'm mean, always like in a minority because it's just me, and my brother, two cousins, and a couple friends, and uh, we go to the clubs in Brazil, and they have a particular club that you go and fight. You know, called the Bailey Funk. So if you go Google and see Bailey Funk, that's like, you see like a people fighting. It's a neighborhood against neighborhood. It's just like a crazy. That was like in the nines and they vanished in the nines. But it was like a crazy because the people got killed and a bunch, bunch of kids, they come up with like a great skill of fighting one-on-one, you know, a hundred against a hundred. And then the whole, the whole sport in Brazil, the best sport is a soccer. So we are very passionate on soccer, you know. So uh, in Brazil, we have like a, a, a crazy crew, you know. And uh, my crew is like one of the craziest, called the Young Fla, which means like a jovem Fla. That's uh, from Flamengo, one of the biggest teams in Brazil. And then um, we're kind of like a hooligan, you know, like to lose. We got to go to the other place, like to the other team beat the fuck out of them or they beat the fuck out of us and uh, it's like a, it was like a nightmare you know like uh, that's it was like amazing amazing because uh, they give me a lot of character from the street yeah I'm not from the street you know like uh, but uh, yeah I'm from the street 
wondering where you got the nickname from. I was wondering if you just do the splits all the time or if you just yeah, have really witty no, catchphrases. No, you don't have to be this whole gay shit. They have like a, no, 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 no. It's straight up like a fighting. They just start kicking and kicking and kicking and uh, it was just normal, you know, just watching the TV, me and my brother, beat the fuck out of each other at home and uh, go in the street just to make the show is like approved by us, you know, so... <laughs> Uh, that, yeah, that's Brazil, man. Like, because uh, you fighting, I don't know your struggle. Or, I don't know because when you fight somebody that you never saw in your life, you 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 have fun, and after you shake your hand, you can become a friend, you can become an enemy. But you know, it's always being settled by like uh, the old school. You know, like uh, you don't like me, okay? I don't like you too. So let's fight and that's it. Don't be a shake your hand goodbye. And know, can I can I say this though when? When you are fighting people, I just assume everybody in Brazil knows Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So it's not like something here in America where it's kind of like, oh, I've got the skill kind of that I do, jiu-jitsu, <laughs> deal. Not everybody does it. I just assume everybody you get into a fight with in Brazil at least has some fighting experience. So that's why to me that sounds terrifying. Oh, no. Brazilian people like I usually is like a very – like a hot blood, like you know, we can we have like a very short, uh, very short temper in some cities, you know, because I think that's the whole uh, macho, macho man, you know, like who's gonna be you know, the next one, whatever. So I think it's just the, I think it's just the culture, man. It's like a very, very aggressive, you know. Okay, well, but, I mean, as long uh, as you're always gonna, not everybody trains jujitsu. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. the whole population. Okay, that's not bad. But let's just always make sure you're always friends with us. Because yes, you know, I don't, I don't need any of that in my so life. I'm the most I'm the most relaxed guy, man. Like, you know, I'm most relaxed, most um, chilling guy that you ever met. It is very true, and that's why when you told me a little bit about that, it was a little bit uh, jarring just because you are very relaxed. You're very chill, but you know there's always those prequels. It's always the, the part that you never know about somebody's back history, so it is good to know yeah. that, to compile that with your jiu-jitsu and your MMA background. Yeah, so I just like uh, – MMA for me is like uh, um, something that I really want to improve my jiu-jitsu, you know. So I was training like so many fighters, you know, even all the kids on the mountain, man. Yeah. And I'm like, seriously, you know, and they, they look so tough. And they look so, and they come to the gym and they tap like a little girls. I'm like, oh, seriously? Okay, so I know it's point time, you know, it's point time. And I beat them up. I'm like, seriously? 
What are you doing there right now? NBA champion. All right, so I, I think it can be a championship. So let me sign. And I, and I talked to Ralph, and I'm like, hey, Ralph, because I was training with Ralph Gracie, helping Chrysler Gracie going uh, for Pride. And, uh, you know, it was really, really good. You know, 2002, 2003, 2004, uh, 2005, 2006. And then uh, 2004, I left for WC against Sonny Carter. So it's like it was funny because everybody thought I was going to use UG to take it down. And that was going to be crazy. Man, we went three rounds straight up. You know, like a broken rib, broken nose, broken everything, okay? Three rounds. It's like a street fight the the police can't stop. It's like, okay, I am not tough it. enough to live your life, sir. I'm just yeah, like, no, I got, no, I'm going to no. say it. Like, I've been thinking yeah. that for a while, and you, it's just every corner. It's like, God damn. Yeah, you'll be like if you live the life that I've been living before, you know, you have to, otherwise, like, you're not going to survive, you're not going to make it, I think any man, any man in the world can swing that out, what I did, they can swing that for the match. You're a fighter. Well, tell us, if you don't mind, how does this parlay into what you've been working on with LiveNorthSouth.com? Because you've got some, Raph and I were talking about, your logo is amazing. Oh, It's got, like, a real surf. Balance I have, a, I have, logo a, to it. I have amazing. I have amazing people surround me, and I, I, that's why I've been blessed. That uh, my whole life has been surrounded with amazing people. So uh, business, um, I was gonna open. I uh, just like I was gonna create a name for the Jiu Jitsu clothing company. I was gonna go for the Jiu Jitsu and MMA. And then uh, well, we talked to this graphic um, designer, brand star, like he's a brander. Um, he's pretty much like a branding. Clothing before, and uh, he come out with a North South name, and, and like, uh, okay, I like that. He was like, uh, do you wanna be partnered? Uh, we can do something. I'm like, uh, definitely. And, uh, that's it. We, I come out with the first three editions of the t-shirt. So I give pretty much I make six hundred t-shirts, and I give to everybody that I can know they will enjoy, they love it, they train jujitsu, so they like to surf, they like to be on the beach. You know, that's like a our surfing jiu-jitsu slash lifestyle, you know. Um, so North South is just, um, it's a brand that, to me, that's everything what I'm looking for right now to do. It's just to build this brand to become the next uh, Quicksilver of the sport, you know. So I have a very good team, heavy hitters, on my on my side right now that we working very hard. So I have Christina Lewis from you know she's the uh, she's the old designer from BCBG. BCBG is like a, it's an amazing store. So we're gonna be like an active wear world as well. And um, and a couple guys like a James Mayo. Uh, he's the guy that developed the Halo Nintendo um, Xbox. So he's involved with North South as well. And uh, Nick, Nick Cabogos, uh, he's my partner. And uh, Carla Riggs, she's a management, co- like a content, you now in the, the whole fashion industry as well, and marketing business. So uh, we're about to launch in two months all the collection. So that's what I'm working on right now. So that's why I can tell you that I'm going to change it every day. Hmm. So to get the whole 
the whole vibe back to the back to the you know back to the company you know so it come out one of the best uh, after years that we do having around so I'm pretty pretty excited man that's uh, that's not a new world for me because uh, as being a jiu-jitsu coach we always have to you know have our extra uh, revenue you know sell the gi sell the t-shirt make it here make it there and just just been so long I'm doing things for people so right now I'm just focusing on doing something for not just for one or two but just for everybody and it'd be just one clothing company that would be like a very comfortable and uh, um, you guys be impressive you know so north south establish a position <laughs> I mean, I love the fact you, the brand's great. Uh, you know, you very nicely gave me one of your T-shirts. A lot of people have been asking me about it. I, I've, I can tell when people are really into what it looks like, and, and it's really cool. And I think they get behind that. But when you have a name brand like North South, do you have certain people who are, how do I put this, really interested to see how you photograph, like? Does anybody ever kid you about the fact that it is north south because that position is often joked with in jiu-jitsu communities? Six nine, my my, yes. my big balls in the face on the keyboard on you. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I don't care. Like if you're down, you're down, man. <laughs> Who's north? Who's south? You know. No, I'm just a joke. Uh, and in reality, like you know, some of them try to play with you know, but um. um and that's a position, and that's not just a position, north-south, like a north-south, like uh, the direct of life, like where you're going, north-south, no matter, or if you go north or south, you have a, you know, you can do whatever you want with your life, and uh, you can be free, though, you can train, you can, you know, um, we don't have uh, discrimination of north or, or southern, you know, like uh, north-south, you know, go both ways. Well, oh, that sounds kind of weird, but no, it's <laughs> not <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's, uh, North South. This it, it, it's a brand that is inspired by um, the Jiu Jitsu, but not a Jiu Jitsu position. Actually, after we got the whole North South, and then we thought about the you know, because as we call the six to nine, go for the six to nine, go for the Kimura. And that sounds weird as fuck. So yeah. <laughs> and Something are there crazy. are there geese and rash guards headed this way after the uh, shirts we've seen so far? Uh, yes, we, we, so that's the thing, like everything in the industry right now, it's pretty much like a copy paste, okay? So everybody copy paste everybody. So what we do is if we want to come out with our own pattern, our own design, you know? So that's why I have Christina Mills right now designed everything from, you know, different things of like a pocket or, you know, like the way you put your, you know, like uh, your side in your gear, like, uh, you know, things that bother me in the past, like how can we want to, you know, like you're training the gear so you have this whole um, cord around you that you have to, you know, like, uh, you know, just, you know, we want to make like some very cool gears. Um, we will come out with the whole collection. You guys will be impressed. You guys are going to be impressed. And then, of course, like, uh, we will launch the store. The store will be the new, the new, you guys have no idea. You know, I have you, have you drive around the Melrose area, Burton? Um, Kevin is not from here. Kevin's out in D.C., but yes. In D.C., yeah. So we kind of like, uh, we're going to look into, uh, like, a Burton, like, you know, like a big store, 
with the gym inside, the people training, yeah. like golf no, place, like that yeah, huge, absolutely. you know, it'll be like a, it'll be like the whole, uh, the whole store north south. It's less like a gym, but not a gym to people trying to go compete from north south, you know, because north south is like gonna be, we have no politics, we have no flag for each gym. It's like we're gonna support all of them, you know. That's really so, cool. Yeah. No, and I mean, part of the reason why, you know, obviously Kevin and I are, are gear fanatics, so we're always kind of looking at stuff like that. So we will definitely be watching and excited uh, to see when that comes through. Now, if you ever really want to assert yourself in the clothing industry, might I make a humble suggestion? Yes, of course. Okay. I think you can really get ahead, just judging by you and from the other apparel companies I know, you know. It wouldn't hurt if you know if they start talking a little trash about your your designs or your logos, you just uh, challenge them to a jujitsu match, and I think you know <laughs> suddenly the guys from uh, you know Hyperfly get a little nervous. You know our good friend Travis Nawaza gets a little nervous. Yeah, you know? uh, no, no, no. I think the marketing. I think the marketing for everybody. You know, like uh, <laughs> we, see, we see, we see, we see our. Our, you know, our competitor is like a, a good thing, you know, like you put something in marketing, that's cool, like, because you got to put something in marketing, you got to, you know, you got to back, you know, you got to back up, like, what you're doing, you know, like, we're going to, we're going to come up with, like, some cool style, some, we're going to bring, like, some oldies back with the new, you know, style, so it's going to be pretty interesting, because, um, um, if I say it to myself, I'm a good, good stylist, you know, like I like to dress well and I always put myself back, like, you know, together well. So you guys are going to get the best of the best. Even the lifestyle, our lifestyle, which means going to be shorts, flip flop, hats, t-shirts, you know, like it'll be like, a, you guys going to be impressive because that's how we're going to bring like a mix, California, Rio de Janeiro, beach style, you know, and the whole That's so cool. We're gonna get out from the holes like we said right now. You have the uh, hookah, all those guys. The marketing is huge, okay? And then the good thing about it, you just said right now. If they wanna challenge me for the night, I'll be up for the challenge, you know? Like, we're gonna just get some, you know, some good training when we're hanging out and I talk about business. Right? The business is good for everybody, you know? I don't. I don't, I don't see them as a competition. I see them as a, a good leverage for bringing ourselves up. Whatever they do right now, if I can do it something better or something decent to, you know, something very humble to the whole industry of the jiu-jitsu and the way surfing, they like it, they will have something good to use and something that I will make with, uh, pretty much with a lot of love, a lot of passion, you know, because that's what I like to do. People understand the one that they You know what? Spoken like a person with a level head on their shoulders, unlike myself, who would probably be challenging every other clothing competitor if I was as skilled as you. But uh, I appreciate the fact that that you have a, a smart and uh, experienced brain to you. Uh, you know, we wanted to ask real quick before we started wrapping up here. I know you were talking a little bit about a return to MMA and jiu-jitsu. Is, am I leading you here? Is this correct? Uh, within 2016? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I think uh, I think I've been outside 
obviously, Jiu-Jitsu world for a long time without competing. Uh, I'm coming back not to prove to anybody, you know. I just want to prove myself that I can, you know, get back and uh, handle my, you know, see if, like, uh, what my body's going to take. If I can go fight or just in a hard division, or just having a good time and, uh, you know, if I'm too far out of, you know, I have to go to senior, you know, like, uh, but um, I be pretty much, I try to get back and try to get ready for uh, a um, 2016, the whole full IBJJF uh, calendar. Because like that, I can um, be close to uh, all of you guys. You know, like uh, I, I love, I love, I love the the whole the whole shake your hands, hug, good to see you a long time, you know, talk shit with your friends, have a great time, see friends that I don't see for 20 years, you can just see the tournament, you know, and that's my whole life. And the with me, of course, North South, you're going to be there. And, uh, you know, that's going to be surprising if that's going to see around, the, you know, the whole Jiu-Jitsu community start talking about North South, because, you know, I've been in the Jiu-Jitsu community for a long time. If you say George or Levin, nobody knows, but if you say Van Den, I gotta say, I feel bad for the senior category and anybody else who's probably gonna be training with you as you ramp up uh, coming back to competition. Uh, we're excited. We're looking forward to it, and uh, we can't thank you enough for stopping by, man. It was really cool to be able to talk with you and get to know a little bit about North South. And uh, dude, we we wish you all the best. Let us know if uh, we can ever bring you back on and talk a little bit more jujitsu because it sounds like you've got a few stories from your time training. Just if we're I taking a guess. Com, folks. Thank you very much. Raph, I'm so excited from jiu-jitsu in the wide open spaces teamed up mm-hmm. with the LA Jiu-Jitsu Power Bottom Club. We have Mike Hofer on the line here to talk about his next event, Carnival in the Jiu-Jitsu Park. Uh, let's hear about it. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Woo! Um, <laughs> party. Anyways. Stop party. So, there's going to be yeah. country music. There's going to be hay rides. And there's going to be uh, those donkey things, right? Okay. Yeah. Well, Kev, I had heard a little uh, differently. I had heard that there's going to be lots of music, but that you have to drop acid before you go. Oh, like a new concert series. Perfect. Oh, yeah. I normally do that on Monday, but Saturday, that sounds fun. That sounds like a fun thing to do on Saturday. All right, Hoff, do the uh, we're wrong and we've heard differently. (laughs) You're you're almost right. Okay. You just have to be a couple things, but you're on the right track. We'll see (laughs) how it goes. 
we'll see how it goes. Yeah, guys. So um, we're having the next jujitsu in the park very soon. It's going to be at uh, Square Fit Park in LA this time on uh, Sunday, July nineteenth, and uh, I'm really excited about it. Um, we're going to be seeing a lot of improvements because we've had a lot more time to prepare from the last event. Last time we only had about three weeks, and it was more of a scramble. And this time we kind of came together to plan it out a lot better, so it should be better for everybody. What are you Listen saying better him with his scramble? I was going to say with his. Did you guys uh, also throwing the notches up? I thought it went pretty well last time. Like you sound like guys, despite that fucking last time. Sorry, <laughs> San Andreas prequel we did at the last <laughs> event. We're going to be trying to get our shit together and actually have you get ransacked by some sort of cyborg village. Like, things went okay yeah. last time. What are you doing to make it better this round? Make it a little... Because it's also grown. Like, it used to be like 20 people hanging out on some mats. Now right. now it's gotten slightly bigger. There are effing super matches, super fights, super matches. It should super be super matches, matches yes, more. Super fights doesn't sound as cool. Super magic. Kevin innovate anything here. You know, yeah, I guess the, what Kevin's getting to is why did you guys feel the need to improve? I mean, it was pretty good the last time, yeah? Oh, there's always room for improvement in anything. And uh, we knew that we wanted to do the best job possible. So we wanted to brainstorm and come together and get, uh, we got a lot of people's opinions on this and that. And uh, I guess where I can start is we're definitely going to have more mats this time. We had, uh, a good mat space last time, but we did not expect uh, so many people. We, th- we were thinking, uh, you know, maybe 50, 75 people tops come. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, more like 150, 175 end up coming. And uh, for this event, we're going to try to double that. So I'm thinking that will happen. So we have more mats. It's going to get crazy. So we're actually having a separate mat for kids as well, just to make it safer. So nobody squashes wow. the little ones. That's going to be... That was a something we wanted to do. Um, oh, so wait, is a before you go any further, that's this is for Eric, to the charity. Right? That's the that good way part. Eric I like Medina that. has a place yeah. to roll. He can hang out on the kids' mats. No. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I wanted to make sure because, I mean, do you have like a, a size chart? Because I feel if he doesn't quite hit the height mark, you have to send Medina to the kids' side, right? That's right. We're going to have the little uh, the sign and a, and a guy measuring you. That's, that's how it's going to go for there. Very nice. Okay, so you're bringing up an actual thing, which you guys are doing a charity uh, in addition to the, the kids' mat, which, by the way, is a great idea because I did see pictures of you interacting with children, which obviously looked like you were trying to steal money from them. Yeah. Oh, of course. I love lunch money. But, <laughs> yes, this is a charity event. We're working with Karma Rescue this time. Uh, it's a nonprofit organization, and they're focused on finding homes for uh, sheltered dogs. And there will be dogs and puppies there for adoption at the event. And we're also encouraging people to bring their own well-behaved pets to the event. So that should be really fun. And uh, we're going to have a lot more raffle prizes. And what we're doing when you buy those raffle tickets, uh, percentage is going directly to Connor Rescue. So we're trying to trying to help them out. That's awesome. That's really fucking cool. I don't have an insole raff. <clears throat> I'm also just uh, genuinely impressed because if I were an outside observer staring at an event, which I am, because obviously I'm out here in our nation's capital fighting the good fight, don't work for the government, not the point, that 
the one thing missing from the previous jujitsu in the park were cute available puppies. And you were like, <laughs> not on our watch. That'll be there at the next one. Let's, Let's be very jump real, into though. action. If we're being very honest here, Mike, it sounds like this is a direct attack at Kevin. It sounded like you knew his love of I puppies. I fucking told you, Raph. What did I tell you? I know. I know. I and said then it last you said time. you said I mean, here's the thing, Mike. You were like, Oh man, I could feel how sad Kevin is that he can't come to this. How do we make <laughs> it even worse for him to live in DC? Oh yes. Puppies, puppies. and don't invite him. <laughs> Everybody's invited, Mike. <laughs> it's not a thing like that. Yeah, oh, like, I think that's where you aired. I think you should have still invited Kevin on the Facebook invite. I think that's the one that. Burns oh, I saw it. it. I saw it. <laughs> so, I mean, okay, Mike, you've got a great idea. It's a great charity. I like that. Um, one thing is, do you have mat space for dogs? We do not. <laughs> That would be oh, cool, though. Man. I think you guys aren't really... Well, we're not. We couldn't be that we're legit. Connecting all the dots. But, but if uh, we did have one, I wouldn't tell you. So let me just tell you that. Well, you've worked out that really well in your brain. So, okay. <laughs> you, you've got this cool event. You're doing some good stuff. Last time, I seem to recall, there were some super fights. Are we allowed to know who's in these super fights? If they so yeah. happen to be coming back. Excuse me, super matches, Raph. I don't mean to oh, be a right. stickler on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if you could just call them by what they're called, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have the, uh, the Equal Grounds exhibition is back. And, of course, we wanted to include men, women, and kids in that. We're, about, we're all about the women and kids as well. We have a few matchups uh, in the making. Uh, right now, I can tell you that we'll be having Colleen Schneider in for the women's match. Ooh. I'm really excited about that. And the way we're matching her up is we're going to post on our uh, Instagram and Facebook page and ask fans to tell us who they think should go up against Colleen and take the challenge. So that's that's going to be a lot of fun. Is that going to include people who don't want to compete against her? Because I think that's kind of a cool thing to do is if people volunteer and a landslide ballot comes in where they go, guys, I don't want to fight Colleen. Yeah, that's going to be a huge stack. That includes us, I'm sure. Rafa Sparza wins the coveted fight. With, he's like, no, <laughs> I'm not fighting her. What are you talking about? I'm familiar with how good she is. No, thank you. All right, moving on. <laughs> I did not put my name in the ring, sirs. Uh, you said acai? Oh, man. Can what, I just what? ask you, Mike, obviously you're having acai. Like, and I appreciate that about you, but are you going to sequester those eating acai to a particular space or are they? Oh, of course. What are you talking about? We can't have that mess at a park. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, we're not going to tell people where to eat their acai. I oh, encourage you to eat acai everywhere. I dare you to eat acai on the mats even, and I might not even say anything. It's like he's yelling freedom at the end of Braveheart, but instead of, you know, the spleen scene, he's just running a half marathon. Oh, that's amazing. What yeah, we're going to have uh, uh, yeah, we're having the acai. We're going to have uh, official jujitsu in the park baseball t-shirts for kids and adults. What does baseball um, t-shirts mean? They're going to be made of felt and... <laughs> 
No, baseball shirts as in, well, I think the technical term is called a raglan shirt. It's like the two-tone, three-quarter sleeve t-shirts ah, that you see. okay. Yeah. Okay. I just love that every one of these things that you continue to say just increasingly pisses off. Shut up, Raph. I don't, he doesn't. <laughs> uh, I think I have good news for you guys this time out because there was a little bit of a problem when you guys announced what date you were going to be doing this on. I originally looked at that and I said, uh-oh, I have another engagement that day. Turns out I don't anymore. So I think I am coming. I am excited to see how it goes down. Um, yeah, I, I, I was really happy because I honestly, when I saw that I had another engagement, I go, oh, fuck. Guys, can, I, can I ask a question? And I don't want this to be taken as an endorsement of the event, but I have a question. Sure. Is it possible to like buy an extra large three-quarter length Jiu-Jitsu in the Park shirt prior to, like, Jiu-Jitsu in the Park sales? Or do you... Uh, for you? Special thing? No. Yeah. Okay, Not for okay. you. Okay, that's... I mean, what about for a friend? Who for a friend, might... maybe. We'll, we'll <laughs> okay. talk. We'll talk. Hold that on. might be in Mike, Let me ask you this, though, Mike. Uh, what if... Uh, <laughs> somebody were to ask for a large size three quarters baseball t-shirt uh and say uh, it was for me would that still be on the table yeah oh it's funny because i'm staring at it it's right next to me of course it has your name on it too <laughs> i think i see what you guys are doing i see i, I think i see what you guys are doing you guys are funny Kev! no Kev, i have a shirt <laughs> coming to me should have do an open mic night together Tell some of those jokes. We might. No, share in on the humor. (laughs) They're like, oh, by the way, Kevin, Pamela Anderson's going to be there grappling with herself in a tub of jello one on one all day. (laughs) Uh, There's going to be just like a keg of Miller Lite and Gatorade and Acai. Jesus Christ, Kevin. I love that you just gave away the plot to Joe Dirt, too, and that's your weird. Happy place. That I you're just presume that's what he's about to say, Rap. He's like, there's going to be 17 pounds of marijuana placed on this far corner. And that's for the people <laughs> that are just. That's, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've taken it to an inappropriate place. That's my It's fault. okay, Kevin. That's, that's going to be when they do the uh, co sponsored event with 10 Planet. So and give HBO. them time. Right. Yeah. Right. We got time. Right. We're getting there. We're getting there. Well, just keep me in mind. I'm just saying. So, okay, I hate when – you know, Kev, here's the thing. I want to put Mike on the spot right now because don't you hate that thing when they tell you that there's matches that they can't really talk about? I hate that thing. Where they're like, oh, don't worry. We're going to announce some some secret secret matches. matches. Yeah. (laughs) So I I love that. What's <laughs> when people don't tell you what they're fully well, going only to only when only when I do it do I love it, but of course I hate <laughs> it when people do it to me. Absolutely. So uh, since you can't talk about it, um, what's something you could do that alludes to how cool it would be when we find out? Uh, well, if you stay tuned, I'm going to drop little hints here and there, and uh, <gasps> each one of those posts or whatnot is going to have the hashtag "Don't invite Kevin," so you'll know. You'll know. <laughs> That's so mean. Luckily, I stopped <laughs> listening at hints, so not a problem. There you go. Um, also, we're going to have uh, – we're going to be working with Daniel Meza again. He is the videographer from the last event who uh, created that highlight video. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't seen it yet, it's on our YouTube channel. 
JJ space in the park. So look for him there. He's going to have some creative ideas. It's going to make the next video even better as well. So that's going to be good. Okay. All right. Lastly, like of course, you know, mm-hmm. acai, always. We already talked about that. That's like the most important thing. Like above all else, us, the people. You can just be there in the acai table and like that's fine. <laughs> Let me ask you this because this is, this is an actual question though. How did you guys pick Griffin Park? I know you guys have done an event there. You know, uh, G helped put that together out there. Uh, I think that was a great event for you guys. But what was it about Griffith Park that you guys thought that's where you want to have the next one? Well, it's another uh, somewhat central of a park. It's right in the middle of L.A. where most people can get to. But uh, probably the main reason is it's huge. It is absolutely humongous. And if we're going to have these uh, events with 200, 300 plus people, we thought that we'd have to have a platform to, to have those many guests. So it was, it was a good choice, I'd say. Okay. All right. We can get behind that. That sounds like some good stuff. Uh, well, Kev, do you have any more jealousy that you want to throw his way? No, all <laughs> the jealousy has been thrown his way. He's been a really okay, well, You know, the funny part about having a show like this, uh, that you produce <clears throat> is you can bring on people on occasion to take them to task for the things that they post on your Facebook wall. So, Mike, now that we've talked about your fancy little event, I want to talk to you about a nice little video you posted on my Facebook. Do you know which one I'm talking about? (laughs) I think I do. Okay, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about that little video you put up? Uh, Well, I've been seeing Graf post his videos with Mm -hmm. his jit scripts, his beloved jit scripts that he's playing with so much lately to try to quote-unquote, improve his game. Uh, I don't know what game what game he's talking about. But, uh, yeah, I've been seeing that a lot. So I went and posted a YouTube video of what I thought represented that the best was uh, the cutest little kitten playing with uh, some string on the ground and just rolling everywhere and just looking ridiculous. And I saw that and I said, nah, that's Raph right there. So I had to post that up. Okay, two things to this. One, I am an adorable cat. So, yes, that's fine. <laughs> Number two... Uh, looking ridiculous. How dare you? Number three. How long did it take you to find that video? <laughs> Way too long. I, I'm really picky. I'm very OCD with with videos, and I had to pick the right one that represented you. If you were to, to come up with like a, a number of minutes that you spent looking for it, just ballpark me. Oh man, you really are putting me on the spot. Oh. Gosh. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves the cat videos. I would say quite possibly about half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I feel like it's a win on both ends because obviously uh, you spent too much time trying to make fun of yeah. So let that be a lesson for the next time that you try and do something. Uh, but also thank you very much for the video. I did and enjoy it quite, quite much. You're welcome. It no was problem. called Biscuit Loves to Stretch. Hello. <laughs> I love – what was the search term that ended up getting that for you? Oh, let me think. Oh, that's a good question. Uh, oh, shoot. You know, I can't remember. I would say something along with maybe cat dancing or cat playing with string or something Something along those lines. Because the funny part about the people who like that status update is I could easily figure out who was dead to me the next day. So <laughs> – 
I went on a rampage going after each of those people, uh, and I feel much better about myself now for doing it. There you go. I helped everybody, see? Uh, I wouldn't say that, but you were definitely <laughs> given your due, and uh, know that next time you attack myself, but you can attack Kevin. Uh, oh, I can't wait. To task. Sounds good. Yeah, well, as much fun as it was to have you swing by the podcast this evening, Hofer, uh, time to hit the bricks like every other. That'd <laughs> be good. It's Jiu-Jitsu in the Park. People have heard of it. Los Angeles mm-hmm. Jiu-Jitsu Club, yourself, doing great work out there. There's going to be tons of stuff. It's like a Jiu-Jitsu's version of a carnival, which is great, and especially... <laughs> The reviews were so positive last time, and you still have a group that was like, okay, so how do we make it better? And I think that's, you know, how Google would do it. So think about that in terms of when we're talking about – there's your sales pitch, by the way. Don't use that. We'll keep working on it. Stokes, congratulations on this. This is so cool. We're really excited to see what happens as you transition to this next step. It's going to be awesome. And I think this is just uh, another stepping stone towards really positive stuff for you guys. Man, thank you. I can't wait to see you guys there. Well, not Kevin, but Raf. And uh, <laughs> if you have any questions for me, you can find me uh, on Instagram as the real Mike Hofer. Um, if you're looking for Joey and Eric at the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club, it's simply at Los Angeles Jiu-Jitsu Club and. Facebook and Instagram for Jiu-Jitsu in the Park, equally as simple at Jiu-Jitsu in the Park. Any questions you have, go ahead and message us on there. Guys, at Jiu-Jitsu Wide Open Spaces, LA Power <laughs> Bottom Club, look out, this coming, Jiu-Jitsu in the Park. Ah. There we go. Raph Esparza, this has been quite a podcast. Got to talk to someone that could physically harm both of us. Absolutely. Giorgio Oliveira. Mm-hmm. And I love that people have just absolutely know him by his nickname. Van Damme. Van Damme? What? I wish uh, people knew me as Van Damme. Me too. I know. It's like, hey, Bloodsport? Yes, that's me. Hi, I'm Bloodsport. Like, that would be awesome. Okay. It's my John Claude Van Damme. Keanu, maybe? No, no, no. It's very different. No, no, no. Keanu's, whoa, Kevin. That's very interesting that they're remaking Point Break, and I'm not in it. Or am I? Whoa. (laughs) That's Keanu. Uh, Jean Claude Van Damme comes from deeper in the gut, where it's just, okay. See? First, uh, hey, masters at work here, people. Mm-hmm. So, either way, fun podcast. We <laughs> made it through it. We got we talk a little Bellator. Not many people get to say that. And here we are at the end. It's time for some shout outs. You ready for that? Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Well, I'm finally excited to get out to some BJJ MMA Academy after my travels. No longer on the road for work doing hotel hot tub yoga. People know what I'm talking about. At the Renaissance, whatever, Marriott Rewards Points. 
ouch town took me six hours each way because my flight got delayed in this little propeller plane that looked like a flying drone i'd prefer to just attach myself to my own take myself to syracuse new york found my way there raf so excited great pizza uh gonna be back home training for a little while though and that's gonna do it for me raf uh, let's do our first shout out to Valley Martial Arts Center. Back. What's that? From the 90s when uh, VMAC <laughs> had a New Jack Swing sort of introductory song? It's still going. That's the most impressive part of it. Uh, my thanks to Marcelo. Marcelo made a guest cameo appearance in one of our Jet Scripts videos this week and uh, proved to be a very, very good improv guy. Didn't know that. So my thanks to him. Uh, I also want to say congratulations to everybody who received Stripes and received uh, a little bit of a promotion this week. It was great to see everybody do that. I also want to go ahead and shout out, um, man, so many great people to, to train with. But let's go ahead and shout out our good friend, Naz. Naz has been killing it, increasing every single week, and to the point now where it's not fun. He's getting too good. I don't enjoy that. So, yeah. Uh, Let's go ahead and go also and make sure that we are shouting out our friends over at Breakdown Academy, Kev. You know what I'm excited about there, Kev? Learning jujitsu. Well, that too. But John just got a new set of mats at Breakdown Ooh. Academy. Ew. So I don't know if I'm at liberty to speak about this, but guys, these mats, I don't know if I could really give you uh, a true representation of how nice they are. But these were John's exact words. Do you want to hear him, Kev? Yes. All right. Our good friend Eddie Lee comes in, looks at him. John's been, like, testing him out and, like, doing uh, kind of front rolls, like, dropping on the mats. Just literally so on seventh heaven that he doesn't even – he's not even bothered with how bad uh, he's looking and how silly he's looking. So he sees Eddie. He walks in and he goes, Eddie. Hit me with a single leg. Do it. Do it. Come on. Single leg takedown. Right now. I command you to. And all of us are like, John, we get it. It's really like, it's a soft mat. It's totally cool. And John's just like, no, he's got to do it. And we're like, Jesus Christ, John, this is how crazy it is. But that's how soft the mats are. So it is nice to be training that. And we will be doing a little bit of wrestling training over there. So my thanks to John for setting that up. And I look forward to training on them. Ew. And uh, let's go ahead and shout out Eddie himself. Eddie's been listening in. And you know what, Kev? Eddie is one of the enlightened folks because he is a firm member of the WWE BJJ because he uh, he knows really, really good counters to just about everything and especially is trying to work what some might say are illegal moves, but really they're just kind of catch wrestling, pro wrestling moves. And it's pretty good. So uh, our thanks to him. I know he's been listening to a few of our podcasts. 
and uh, I'm glad he is. So thanks, Eddie. We hope you enjoyed this episode as well. And uh, yeah, I think that is going to do it for me, except for one major shout out. Let's go ahead and shout out Mr. Ralph Sparza. That would be my father. Uh, today's Father's Day as we are recording this. You guys will obviously hear it later, but I just want to say he is probably the best kind of person I know. He's nice, he's kind, he's funny, and, uh, you know, he's that kind of great role model that I look forward to becoming as I grow older. So I was very, very happy to get to see him a little bit yesterday. And you know what? Uh, I don't have a joke because he's a pretty good human being. So my thanks to my dad. I hope you have a very happy Father's Day, and I hope you didn't listen to any of this because you'd be so confused about everything in mixed martial arts. But, ta-da! But good fathers still ask about it. Absolutely. Well, that's going to do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I am Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and good fight. Happy Father's Day to all. Thank you.